Welcome to Heroclix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shay McClure, bringing you the meta-casual perspective on Heroclix, sharing my insights, thoughts, and experiences with other players who love this awesome game at all levels just like I do. Whether you are playing a casual home game, local tournament, or at a regional or national event taking on the latest meta team, this is the podcast for you. All comments, suggestions, or questions can be directed to our email at lostinclicks at gmail.com. That is L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Also, you can private message me on hdrealms.com under the ID of ColossusTN, or go to the Facebook page of Heroclix Borderlands, where you can message me also. Or look at the latest articles and videos I have run across for about this wonderful game. This is episode 20, Trekkies. So let's dive right in. Uh, I am back from Origins. It's been a week. I thought I'd be able to do a, broad, a podcast almost immediately after I got back. However, I must say I was worn out. Totally worn out all week. I probably didn't get caught up on sleep until maybe thursday friday and i had to do some training so really sitting down to do this podcast has taken a little bit longer than i thought it would but i'm here i'm back i'm kind of refreshed and i just want to kind of go over my experiences today so today's podcast is going to have not all the elements i normally put in it so first let's go back in review at origin see what went on well i played in six grinder games six and i went oh for six and I must say my first day was harder than my second day. And in each day I struggled to get going. I can't call it a team fault. It was just kind of a situational fault. I personally didn't play at my highest level. Probably my last, next to last game was my best played game. And it was the game in which I had a very good chance of moving on to the next round. And didn't really get it going really well until I would say in teams, I played probably my best game, my last game, which I did win. And from all this, I had an amazing time. My wife was totally worried about me. She's worried that I was going to be all upset, downered. But I don't know if you listened to the mini podcast I did about Origins, but... It was amazing experience. I love meeting everybody. I just want to kind of quickly go through all my games and kind of tell you how it all went, kind of give you a perspective of how it, how it is at that kind of higher level of competition. And let me say, it is a higher level of competition. I got up on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I got up. It was the first day. Is our first round of qualifiers. The national level players were in who were coming in to play on the national tournament or had hopes of playing at the world's tournament so some of your top competitors were in that day and they wanted to actually uh, get in these grinders so they wouldn't have to worry about when they were at nationals Uh, i can tell you my first grinder i I was out there first ready to sign up getting grinder one uh the first grinder i got in i think it was grinder three actually because they started doing signups a little bit early instead of two o'clock but i was in it and there was aaron Cantu in the in the um grinder with me several players who were going to play nationals was in it and i sat down and i must say the moment overwhelmed me it is different to play at a different level you put a little bit too much pressure on yourself and you'll make some silly mistakes and i gotta say that's what happened i played a really good opponent matt from texas he's awesome i actually ran into him later and we kind of sat around talked and gave team theory ideas but we kind of sat down we're ready to go he threw down a team i wasn't expecting a prime deadpool team 
He was running several ID cards. He was running a Henry. He was running a tank. He was running a Nightwing, 25 points. He was running two Batrocs. So he had this interesting little team put together with the call-in ID person being the prime Deadpool. A guy's going to be hard to kill. He's going to have some variety of powers. And at 130 points, I believe, he's going to be able to call in Nick Fury. So that was what set across from me. He got mapped, and he put us on the convention center plaza. Now, looking at all that, he also had a Brainiac on his prime Deadpool, making even Deadpool a little bit even harder to kill. So me, I'm setting up pretty good. He doesn't have a long-range team. I should get first shot in, and I started slowly sidestepping up. Mistake number one. Mistake number one, I did not have my team there. I didn't have Eclipso. For some reason, in my mind, I had forgotten to put Eclipso in there. Somehow I had totally walked by it and ended up realizing I was 25 points short short, and threw an Ironheart on there. Now, here's the problem. When you throw something new on a team at the very last minute, I didn't know what to do with Ironheart. And technically, all I ended up doing is I forgot about Ironheart in the back, and she played zero role in this until later on I tried to bring her up. They shot her one time, and I rolled a one. And so she was gone. It's going to happen with Ironheart every so often, but she was never supposed to be on the team, and when I put her on it, it just kind of threw off my rhythm. Matt forced me to come across the map to come get him. And I obliged him. I came all the way across the map and I made a rookie mistake. A rookie mistake. I'm sitting there in the moment. I'm going I'm looking to do some damage. And what do I do? When I move up to engage his team, I forget to take a power action with Doc Ock before I move the vehicle. Now, why is that key? Because if I don't take the power action before I move the vehicle, I can't take it after I move it. So Doc Ock can't get off his special flurry attack. So you all know what happened next. Without Eclipso on him and him just sitting out there on his own, he became prime target number one. I was able to get off an attack with uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America. But in the end, I just those early mistakes really took me out of the game. He had a very well-crafted team. I didn't really try to dissect it well. He was very good about spacing his people out. And really just ended up being this terrible match where I came away thinking I played against a really good player with a really good idea, and I acted like I didn't know what I was doing. So I was wanting to redeem myself and I jumped immediately into Grinder 2. Now, Grinder 2, I ran into Miguel Holloway. Great guy. He was running. I was in awe of what he was running. I, th- I thought it took a lot of guts to try to run it. He was running Goblin King at 275 with a Possessor on top of him. Now, that was impressive. I was like, okay. And here's why it was really impressive. I had, at that moment, gotten my team build back, and I had gotten Eclipso back on Doc Ock. However, he put us on the Wakanda map, I move out to right beside the one blocking train with only Doc Ock in the front. And I bumped up my defense, so my defense was a 19. That's all I did. I took Impervious. Now, some of y'all are going, well, that sounds like a good play. No, it's a terrible play. And I'll tell you why. He had one figure. I had already done the math. He wasn't going to be able to do a running shot pulse wave. He could do a regular shot, or he could hypersonic all the way up. Now, there's two things going against him with Doc Ock. Doc Ock has plasticity, so that's not going to work. Everybody else is kind of positioned. He's going to have to get way out in order to get a shot on any other characters. So what should have been my worry is instead of trusting a defensive power, I should have taken stealth from Eclipso. 
Now, once again, that is my fault. Bad choice. Stealth would have kept Doc Ock safe. However, it, I didn't do it. He hit his his attack. He did a running shot psychic blast. He hit Doc Ock, hammered right through him. Didn't kill Doc Ock, which was good. However, him being on his top dial, I only had Sam Wilson. I move up and I miss the attack. It's what happens when you don't have probability control and you're going up against a... And he did a great job, I think, at 19 defense. And every so often, he'd choose combat reflexes to go with it or energy shield. So I was looking at a daunting task of hitting some high roll numbers. I think I had a roll of... I I got greedy. Tried to hit with a tank with Samantha Wilson when I ran up and based him. So that made me have to do a 12 attack on a 19. Roll to 6, I believe. And that was that. Because once I'm in Goblin King's face, he can start picking my team apart. Pulse waving, doing all that. Miguel played a great match. Uh, I was really rooting for him, and actually spent some time talking with him later the next uh, that day. It's really neat. He, you know, he mentioned the podcast just a second. He'd heard of me and listened to maybe a couple episodes, but it's, it's really neat. And that camaraderie, the ability to go up and talk to each other and see how each other's doing, carried throughout the whole weekend. It was is amazing. Ran into him all the time. We talked. I'd see him at the grinders, see how he's doing. Now I'll go ahead and tell you, Matt made uh, his four points, and when he went to nationals, the first, my first opponent didn't make it to Worlds. Miguel, on day two, had earned his points to go to nationals. And then finally, I come up against Jalen. Uh, his dad runs the comic book shop in the convention center. Uh, I was playing against him. He almost had a mirror image Doc Ock team to me. The only thing different was that he had a Goblin King at 75 points, which I was sitting there thinking, well, I never thought about putting a Goblin King on my Overdrive team. He also had a Spidey. He had a call-in ID, Cosmic Spidey. So I had been listening to a couple of podcasts. I this first map roll I won all weekend. I won this map roll. I've been listening to podcasts that Overdrive doesn't like. it. Overdrive teams can be slowed up on the map uh the what is it it's called chemical plant map if you know it's just that elevated terrain and looking at his team i thought okay let me try that i'd heard kevin afrus talk about that so i'd already looked at that map going into it and i'd brought it so i decided to play on that map we kind of did our setup and i had the ability to get across the map and i went for an attack with the tank um once again I missed. Follow-up attack came. He hammered me. And that's what's going to happen. If you miss your first attack with that Doc Ock team, it can be very devastating. And I kept missing that first attack, kept getting greedy. And with that, what happened is that it turned into this big brawl on his side where he's able to drop his tank. He's able to do a lot of damage to a lot of my figures. And he was able to just kind of pick my team apart. It's a great match. It's great playing a mirror match. Once again, bad choices on my part. Great choices on his. Swung that event. I mean, I, I love meeting Jalen. He did a great job. He qualified for Worlds later on. So, you know, looking at that, I, can, I don't fault his team. His really cool team. And... 
played three really top quality opponents. Opponents I felt that would do well at Worlds should finish in the top half. And didn't equate myself as doing bad, but really struggled getting the ideas around how that team can operate and actually making great choices with them. I, going back, what should have been my choice? My choice should have been I ended up t- attacking his vehicle. Now, why I call that a bad choice is an 18 defense. My, What I should have done... And he had gotten himself out of charge range from Samantha Wilson. However, one thing I kept forgetting, I believe, now thinking back correctly, if I had positioned correctly, Samantha Wilson had enough range. If I pull her up here, her range is actually the Captain America that is now the rage of everybody. Her range is four. She has a charge of four. Okay. Uh, I could have got her range up to a six, which would have gave me that one extra square that I needed to shoot Goblin King because I would have had an 11 attack on a 17. That's a six. I could have got my range up by Perplex up to a five and then the plus one from WizKid to make that range a six and he gives her plus one to attack so that'd be a 12 attack subtract one it's 11 i can hit the 17 goblin king and i can drop the tank where i need to which is take out goblin king you can drop the tank on him hit him drop the tank on him knocks him down to toughness and then you hit him for one he's on his last click which would have been this pivotal point how does Jalen respond to this kind of action like this? Now, looking back, there's bad decisions. I rushed myself. I did not know all my options on that team. I was pretty disheartened. Even though I had a great time meeting everybody, I was pretty disheartened with the team. Went back, had a great night with my buddy who came up, Mark. You know, we play online a lot. And we kind of sat down and we kind of ran through some other teams I had. And we had, we played a little fun game that night and it got my head clear. So the next day I brought a totally different team. A team that I thought would be fun. And day three did not did not actually go any different. I went 0 for 3 and you go, well, then you even made even worse choice. However, I got to say, I brought a team that I enjoyed. It caused all kinds of problems for my opponents and gave me what I felt like the best chance to move on. Now, did the roles go my way? No. Uh, but I once again played two more players that were some excellent players who I believe I believe both of them ended up getting into worlds. So, I mean, that was what I thought a good, a good day. Uh, I went over two, but let me go go over my team. I, what I put together was my Frogman Mixoplick combo. I love that combo. I put a Batman Superman robot on there. Why did I choose that? Uh, I, I I wanted a Colossus, the one I had. Oh, quick shout out! I did accidentally leave my bag in the WizKids area on the Wednesday. And in my bag were all my colossals because I had my wife bring down my uh, stuff where I left everything. Didn't want to try to explain to her what to get. So she brought it down. I was able to rectify my team. But I left my colossal bag. I went back the next day. Somebody had turned it in. They gave it to me. That was awesome. I love that. And I, I, and I appreciate that because I needed it the next day for my team. So I went with the Batman Superman robot. I went with Mixie and Frogman. 
Now you gotta say, why are you going with those? Well, number one, one thing that was going wrong was when I did make an attack. If I missed with the tank, my follow-up attack. Because you were playing against tanks. There were tanks everywhere. These little eight-point tanks. You either hit with your tank or the next person did. So I needed something that I could do a secondary attack with. Not saying my overdrive team couldn't, but I was not seeing it. I was not understanding how to drive that team. And therefore, this was what was causing some major problems with my ability to be very successful in this tournament. Therefore, I brought a Mixie Frogman Batman Superman robot. I then took Overdrive. I also had the Pin Pocket Tank. And I added an Iceman with Supreme Intelligence on him. So you're going, well, what are you doing there? Well, my thought was that with since I was facing teams with not that many people on it, then I wanted to do more of a lockdown team where I could prevent them from moving for several times and just tear apart their figures. Now... I was saying my first match met a guy who I'd met the previous year before John, who is was on the team that won Worlds the year before, well, Team Worlds. And he was a great guy. He brought a, let me see, he brought a Jakeem Goblin King, if I remember correctly, and they both had entities on them. And I remember him coming out and me deciding, oh, wow, how are we going to run this? We were on the Wakanda map. I think I put us on there. And I had Batman Superman Robot move out, had Mixie and Iceman and Frogman and the Overdrive over to the side. John went after Batman Superman Robot because he didn't want any retaliation. He's very worried about Mixie. He's very worried about Iceman. I run out. He has his Goblin King out there. I run out and look to lock down his Goblin King. I have a Booster Gold ID card. I bring him in, which gives me three probs. One for the people beside him who brought him in was Mixie. So I was able to have Mixie have a prob. He was able to have a prob. I hadn't positioned Frogman perfectly, which would have gave me one more prob, but I didn't do it well. And what happened was I ran Iceman out there and I got greedy. I wanted to drop the tank on Goblin King. I wanted to kill him, go up 75 points, and push Jakeem to really come after me. What happened was, I, and if you know the way it'll work, is that Overdrive comes out and drops Iceman next to Goblin King. Iceman sidesteps through Goblin King, because he can, with the sidestep from the Supreme Intelligence. He'll sidestep through do his special attack where he can lock him down and do for three. Now, I did minus one on his attack so that I could drop the tank also. So that would be five total damage, which is enough to kill Goblin King. Now, what do I do? I miss three straight rolls. It's a 10 on a 17, needed seven, and then just can make the rolls. And then I'm totally out of position at mercy of Goblin King and Jakeem. And he just pretty much tore my my team apart. Now, he was very nervous at that moment. But, you know, I just struggled there. I needed to make those rolls. I probably shouldn't have got greedy. Should have probably killed Goblin King. Kept my tank and had to deal with Jakeem. Now, feeling better. Starting to get my role with this team. And then I come up against... Uh, I forget the player's name. He was there with Jay Solomon 
or at least they knew each other, and we're in this grinder, and everybody was nervous because we wanted to get one more grinder in if we didn't do well. And he was playing a Jakeem Goblin King also. But when he saw the team I was playing, he goes, wow, I wish I had played a team like that. That looks like a fun team to play. I'm playing this boring team. Now, he had Proteus on Goblin King at 75 points, and he had an entity on Jakeem. And this is my mistake. I did not pay attention which entity it went on who. I actually, I just assumed it wasn't Proteus. I thought it was Eclipse. So this mistake's going to hurt me later. Now I run out and do what I've been doing. Overdrive gets up there. He steps through everybody, and I position um, Iceman to step through Jakeem and go behind the vehicle so that he can't be targeted with the probability control. Now try the attack. Once again, I got greedy. I missed the attack was not able to drop my tank he responded by dropping my dropping a tank on Iceman and killing the vehicle and then running out and killing overdrive now i had mixie and frogman in good position brought the batman superman robot out they did their attack did two damage to both of them so you're sitting with Jakeem uh, one down and Goblin King's down two. He's only got two clicks left. And I come out and do my favorite trick. Oh, I, I love doing this trick. I've got an Iceman that is slightly damaged. Well, quite a bit damaged. He steps through, tries to do his lockdown, misses. And then I take Mixie, one of my favorite tricks too, and I shrunk the Batman Superman robot. People are going, why did you do that? Because on the colossal click, what it states is that a colossal can attack anything smaller than itself and can only attack based on colossal indifference against smaller characters. Now, when I shrunk him, he became the same size as Goblin King and Jakeem, meaning that Batman Superman Robot could take a power action to hit one of them. Now, I know y'all was thinking, don't hit Goblin King. And I had totally forgot my thoughts were I'm just going to get 75 points. What I do, I hit Goblin King, kill him, and out pops Proteus. And I didn't have a good follow-up attack to stop Proteus. So what's Proteus do? Boom. Pulse wave, and there goes Iceman. Batman Superman robot's gone. Now we're down to Mixie and Frogman. And really, at that time, Precision Strike on Jakeem. Boom. Mixie's gone. Frogman's not long for this world. Luckily for me, it's a quick game, so I got one more um, Battle Royale in. Not Battle Royale, but one more grinder. I switched teams up. I had a lot of fun with that. Probably should have stayed with it. But my buddy Mark had been really pushed me to... He thought that a... Superman, shifting focus Superman, and Chase Hulk would be an amazing team to go play. And I went and played it. Uh, the Hulk did amazing. Actually, I got so close to winning that game. The problem was Superman got killed in it because I was facing a cuckoo who I had no idea and mind controlled my stupid, uh, not stupid, but mind controlled Hulk, destroyed my Superman cost me my tank dropped a tank on me 
And so what I ended up doing, oh no, I didn't have a tank on that team. I had two ID cards. So what I ended up doing is I was running around trying to kill pieces and I kept missing. But I had Hulk on his great clicks. He was two in, he was running around. And when time got called, I had just gotten to him to where he had tokened up his cuckoo once which i needed i needed his cuckoo tokened up because he had a nick fury id card on the sideline i didn't want nick fury to blow right through my blow right through my uh hulk and then i was getting ready to run down to go kill his nighthawk prime he also had nighthawk prime and maybe try to get some points back and time gets called that's kind of way it went that team would have done well i need to be more aggressive i need to understand how the cuckoos work uh, I had a couple ID call-ins I should have used. Uh, I had a Nick Fury ID call-in, which could have potentially killed uh, damaged Cuckoo, which would have been great because once she was damaged, then I could run in with Hulk and maybe start to beat on her and maybe try and finish her off. Um, just could have played a little bit different. Needed to kill the Cuckoos, the Cuckoos she's made that allowed her to mind control. I didn't realize that you could mind control and drop a tank from a mind control attack from a Cuckoo that wasn't next to the actual tank. So that kind of threw me off and really cost me that game. But the guy I played was great. He's fun. Uh, had an amazing time with him. It was an amazing experience. I, the second day was better than the first, and I, I want to equate it to nerves and playing a team that I found fun. Now... That all led into me not playing at all on Friday. Ended up going around the convention center with my wife and my friends and played some different games, and we came back and played. I believe that night we played Star Wars Rebellion, and then we went to Fan Appreciation Night. And that's amazing, and I'll go over that in a little bit, but that was an amazing time. Then Saturday we got up, and Jesse, hopefully you're listening, Jesse went and had I had contacted him and he agreed to play Team Worlds with us. And it was amazing meeting Jesse and having having fun just kind of talking with him and learn and getting to know him. And me, Mark, and Jesse all formed our team and we called it Infinitely Challenged. Yes, we did it in honor of Infinity Challenge. And we got our our boxes together. Uh, didn't have great pools. I thought we had decent, not great. We didn't get enough Wakandans to go with our Black Panther on a chair, so we did not use him, which maybe would have been a mistake. We did get a Dormammu Loki. We put him with a 55-point Iron Man and a Ninja, I believe, and Jesse ran that team. I ran a team, a very interesting team, of a the black-suited Elektra, a black panther that was the blades one no stealth a wakanda warrior and two gray hulks with a doctor strange uh, and i'd had the doctor strange that could transport people and the doctor strange that could do defense so that was my team and i played as a player because we had decided before i do a jesse do b and mark would do c since mark had been out of the game the longest now we gave mark a bunch of melee pieces that had a lot of sidestep and free movement a lot of Avengers team, and he took those. And I can't tell you what that team was. And I'm going to tell you, the matches were fun. We played in our first round the – I'm going to get this totally wrong, but I believe their name was the Rockhounds. And I, if you go out and check, they were up in the top 40. Top, I think it's 33. The Rockhounds is 
I faced off against all this. He had the shifting focus, Doctor Strange, the psychic blast one, and the one that carries. He had the shifting focus vision, both of them, and the chase world, world breaker Hulk. And then he put me on the King Arthur map, which is the what if uh, OP map. Oh my gosh, I, I, I'll go ahead and tell you, that became the worst nightmare map I could choose. I didn't have the moving attack to hit him. Ended up going back and forth, trying to chase him between his two balconies. I could not get Black Panther up there, the Wakanda warrior. In the end, I lost Doctor Strange. I was having to base people with Doctor Strange, trying to get the Hulks up there. But I came close to taking out his Doctor Strange. I think his Doctor Strange maybe had one or two clicks left. He took out mine, and that's really all I lost. And so I didn't get any points, but he only got 50. Jesse swept, got 295 points while giving up 175. And I believe Mark gave up 30 or 40 points and didn't get any. And and we outscored him, but we lost because we lost two of the matches. We lost one to two and this is the theme the next round ended up being against match two was oh what was that team name they finished in the top 10 so you can see rock hounds they were up in the top half this next group was up in the top 10 um they were mm, i hate that i forgot their name but they were great guys we had a lot of fun against them he had a dorky that's the dormammu loki piece he had the shifting focus no he had the, he had a vision the invincible one and he had the shifting focus black panther i won map and put us on the what if starter set map with the all the elevated train and i forgot what dormammu loki did and this is a, should be a reminder always check the cards of your opponent so you can find out how their pieces operate so you're going to see i i played stupid i'm going to admit it i did not play my best game did i play better than the year before yes but was i totally focused no for some reason i just didn't have it and i take it as i didn't haven't played in enough high level tournaments to kind of get that kind of good mindset but i had fun uh, he he pretty much had all these objects and I did not realize he could turn them into mindless ones because I put three objects out there he had three objects and I placed them in terrible spots which allowed them to sit on these rooftops and kind of sidestep shoot me with psychic blasts and it became this minefield as I tried to march all the way across to get to the building that he was hunkered down on it's totally wrong choice on that should have deferred map then and ended up pretty much just getting just not i missed attacks he would hit me quite a bit and he pretty much wiped my team end up not getting anything i got close to maybe killing his black panther but once again i got blanked lost my entire team uh jesse won again is a close battle but he won and mark ended up getting some points but losing very close like 50 to 30 i believe and so we're sitting at 0-2, me not getting anything going. And so we come up against, and we decide, we're going to stay in it as long as it's fun. We're having fun. And we come up against Match 3's Phoenix Nest Alpha. Amazing team. But all the teams were great. This team was a lot of fun to play against. They had a great attitude. They're very good and casual. They 
were great players, they were very courteous, and I think that kind of lends itself as a testament to who's organized this team. You know, Dark Logos has done a great job with them. They're great players. They have a great attitude. And, you know, I always think that's a reflection of the person who's kind of organizing it. Now, Phoenix Nest Alpha, the person I ran up against was Sarah. Awesome player. Uh, loved your off shirts. Those shirts were really cool, like softball shirts with, like, some flame and flame stuff on them. That's pretty cool. But she had a pretty much a black panther on the throne with a shifting focus black panther, a wakabi, a gladiator, a wasp, shifting focus wasp. And she, and she was running this team, and she had the Wakanda map. And she forced me to come all the way across. Gladiator bloodied my nose, but we went at it. And I got really close. My hulks kept missing rolls, whether it be breakaway or attack rolls. And I was so close to taking out the Black Panther on the throne and maybe the other Black Panther. I was right there, but in the end, I took some points, but she ended up taking more than I did. So I was off the snide. I actually started scoring points. Thought I played a pretty good game. I won't say great, but I thought I played a pretty good game, a good strategic game, a good positioning game. She played a great one. Her ability to take tokens off with Wasp and Black Panther was impressive, how she was shifting focus in and out. And so... Yeah, I lost. Jesse lost and Mark lost. But, you know, we had a great time. And it was a great team to play against. So we ended up 0-3. We decided to play one more match. It was the last one we could play. We're at the bottom, but we were team persistent. Other teams were dropping out. We said, no, we'll just finish this out to the end. At least we'll finish ahead of them. And we played against uh, Acme, A-C-M-E. And they, the guy I faced had a double Punisher bazooka with a they could shift in focus to the melee one he had an electra he had a iron fist and he had double luke cage and he put me on the nick fury safe house now this is probably the best game i played because i slowly marched up i got into position i gave him one shot he had to blow out a wall then he had to take a punisher shot trying to do the four with three And my thought was, if you do it, you do it. You know, you'll knock my hulks onto where they need to be. And he missed. And then Doctor Strange phased up the hulks. And we went at it. A big brawl in the middle. Uh, What actually transpired was... A lot of attacks getting missed on his side. I missed some attacks. He kept having to change his dice house because I can feel him. Just weren't rolling well. And in the end, he killed my strange. I killed his punish. one of his punishers. We're stuck at 50. We do a roll off, and I beat him by one. And that's amazing. And that was our win. And here's the amazing part. I won, Mark won, Jesse lost. And Jesse had a really tough time. They had their second, their B player had a very good team and just kind of Jesse missed it, made a lot of, he made, he did not make his roles. You know, sometimes that'll happen. And we ended up dead even in scoring. Like when you add up all the points we earned and add up all the points they earned is 180 each. And we won on the roll off. So that was our win. It was, it was amazing. Uh, if you look out there, I think we finished 51st. It's not a great showing, but, you know, with our pools, the fun we had, I thought it was an amazing event. And that's the one event I would recommend to anybody. 
If you want to get into competitive play and have a good time, go do that one. The Team Worlds is amazing. Anytime you see a team event, that's going to be an amazing time to be had. So that was my matches. That's the kind of stuff I went through. I have been playing. I played a casual match just yesterday. This this is Sunday. So Saturday, I played a casual mask at, match at my local venue. Had a lot of fun. I actually learned. I was able to. We just did, did some boosters. We just you played what you pulled. Um it was a good way just to test out pieces. So I saw some pieces I just kind of dismissed, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to have to go home and try those out. So I always recommend that. And I've been playing online with Mark. He's really getting back into it. Um, so it was amazing. I've had an amazing time. Um, my wife's very supportive. So right now, I'm, I'm even more energized to keep continuing to do hero clicks and getting better at it. Still, my focus will be to make worlds next year. And I have a plan. Hard to believe. This is episode 20, episode 20. Next episode, will, uh, you know, I'll have enough. If we're talking about episodes as ages, years, it will be able to go buy alcohol. So I'm at 20. Next one's 21. Episode 20. 20 episodes ago, I set the goal of going back and doing better at Worlds. I felt like I have... The results aren't there, so I'm a little disappointed in that. But I remembered to have fun, to meet people, and I love meeting people. Love meeting Miguel, love meeting Jesse, love meeting Matt, Jalen, talking to all those people, seeing, going up and saying hi to Symbio in the middle of our, right after we got down with the Phoenix Nest, Symbio came walking by, I told him I loved his podcast. And one thing I loved about Symbio, one thing he did is he stopped and said, hey, what's your name? And it reminded me, I keep talking to people and I don't give them my name. I need to introduce myself. I love that he asked my name. I told my name. We talked a little bit. He went on. You know, I talked to uh, Dark Logos just briefly. Uh, he probably won't even remember me. But, you know, I just said hi. You know, he tried to help him with the teams. Just gave him some couple of things. He just asked a question. I gave him a clipboard that he could use and just did that. I told Aaron Ken too. I enjoyed his podcast. And, you know, I didn't introduce myself. I saw Jason Collins from afar. Never made my way around over it, even though I did talk to his buddy Steven. I always see Steven. I, I got to meet him and and Asia last the year before and talked to him after Team Worlds. And so it was um, so much fun. I was able to sit around and I talked to Jay Solomon. He doesn't he won't remember me, but I remember sitting around talking to him before my second grinder of day two. He's a neat guy to talk to, and he had some great opinions. Talked to him in the line uh, for, in another line too, I think in the line for Team Worlds. He had some great opinions and ideas, so it was kind of neat just meeting these people. I wish I would introduce myself a little bit better, but I, I had a great time and would recommend it to anybody. So that, that's been my kind of play experience. So we're going to move on into some lessons I've learned. And I've learned 11. I tried to do 10, and I just kept putting down stuff. But these are 11 things I learned in going to Origin. So if you're going to go to World Championships, if you're going to try it, and I'm going to do it again. So these are lessons I'm writing down. I'm putting in posterity so that I can posterity. It's posterity. Posterity. I don't know where I get this stuff from. Posterity. Just like I say, there's a we here. There's no we. There's just me doing this. Just me. There's an I. I in this team. There's a me in this team, too, but there's no we. So 
Okay, sorry, a little, a little flaky there, but 11 lessons. I tried to get down to 10, struggled with it because I had a couple extra I wanted to add. So uh, number one lesson that I'm going to make sure I do, arrive early. It was great getting in on Tuesday night because you had the ability to go down and get your badge and you didn't have to worry about it the next day. Wake up at any time. The convention center, the gaming hall doesn't open until noon. The qualifiers weren't going to start till 2. I wanted to get in there and everybody was lined up at the door to get in. Everybody wanted to go back and get the convention exclusives. I was fifth in line, and the line ended up being like 80 people long or something like that. And so we had to wait in line for about 10, 15 minutes before you could go up there. So I was like eighth in line, and I was at the front doors to get in. But I got there a day before, got my badge. So I think that's important because you can get organized that night before. Now, I didn't do a great job of getting organized because I forgot my Eclipse, but... Get there the day before. You don't want to be arriving that day, getting to the convention center, pulling your clicks out that you you uh, stored five hours before you got on the road. Get there the day before. That way you can be settled in. You make your way down because the convention, Origins, doesn't start till 12 that day. So if you have your badge, you can go eat a leisurely lunch, get down there, be ready, know when you can go to your events. When the gaming hall opens, you go. You have a good time. Um... Remember to double check, though, in your organization, because I failed on that one. That's how I forgot my Eclipso. And I wasn't the only one. It seems like a Wednesday, the first day you're there, people are always saying, hey, has anybody got this? Anybody got Supreme Intelligence? Anybody got an atom I can borrow? It's crazy people forgetting some stuff. Um, number two, purchase pre-purchase important event tickets. Like, I went ahead and pre-purchased one of my qualifiers, so I knew I had a qualifier ticket. I just had to go give it to them. I had to worry about money or getting my coins or having to go get the uh, tokens that you need. I also pre-registered for Team Worlds, so I didn't have to worry about it. I just handed them it. They knew I was going to be in it. And they actually tried, gave away a prize to the to one of the teams that had pre-registered because they said it's great, so they kind of know their numbers. So I think that's important. You want to pre-register for events that you really want to go do. That way you can just go up and present your ticket, get it out of the way. It's not part of your budget while you're there. You've already paid for it. Pre-registration is the way to go. That way they know they can better plan and you can just not worry about it. Do I have enough tokens? Where's my tokens? Trying to dig out that stuff. Um, number three... You need to make sure of a backpack or some kind of carry travel, smaller tackle, fish, fishing tackle or tackle box that has the clicks that, number one, that control have your teams, maybe some side uh, pieces that you might want to add to the team if you get knocked out of a grinder like it was this year. And also some trades because there's all kinds of trades going on, on the floor. People pull something they already had. They want to trade it. So you want to bring some duplicate trades there. You don't want to bring a lot of stuff, but you want to bring enough that you feel kind of comfortable to be able to do trades with and that you can also make sure your team is ready to go. I carried a little sling back as probably big enough. It was pretty cool. I had all my dice, had all my tokens, everything was in there. I can tell you on the grinders and qualifiers, I had more room than I did in the battle royales. Battle royales, you really cramped in, had to, had to keep my backpack on my front and kind of keep it with me. So if I'm playing those, you, you want to make sure you have not too much stuff and you and you need a backpack so you can put your winnings in it, especially when you're battle royales because you know, you'll be taken i mean my first battle royale i took home maybe 15 pieces because the other guys had the rest of the stuff and i said okay i'll take them and so i just loaded them in um 
So you want to make sure you have your trays, you have your essential supplies, and I also recommend snacks. For every time I got in there and I got into the qualifiers and into the like team worlds, pretty much you you ended up probably skipping lunch and you didn't have time to go to the nearby restaurants you you had to bring a snack you had to bring drinks you had to be ready for a long day so it's always good to pack snacks so i need to remember next year pack snacks number four get to know your opponents you'll be given plenty of time when you're waiting for your grinder to fill you'll be sitting around talking with each other you might finish your round early like in worlds and so you want to sit around and talk to your opponent i know in team worlds we end up sitting around talking to guys next to us talk to our opponents after the game was over until the round was called so get to know people that's why you're there get to know expand your network it never hurts the more people you have to that you can talk to that you can share ideas with the better you become number five always do team worlds i am going to that's going to be a constant saturday tournament idea always do team worlds it's so much fun it's so it's so enjoyable you forget how important it is to have a team jesse was always there saying, hey guys i won we can do this or mark was there come on let's let's knock it out it's good to have teammates good to be pulling for each other not all on you so you have to do it. it's one of the most fun events they put on there it's something you have to go do and just enjoy um I also say number six, visit the other games. I went out and spent a day in other games. Me and Mark about every night would go play the Mech Warrior. They had the video Mech Warrior. You got into pods and you were able to fight the old Battletech. And it's pretty much just a uh, one-person shooter with mechs. It was amazing. We had a lot of fun. And playing other games with my wife and my friends, that was a lot of fun. So I, I think you have to explore outside of Heroclix just to give you an overall experience of the convention. I mean, I believe in that because it's so much fun. It's, it's some memories my wife and I take back. So I wouldn't trade that for a world. Number seven, always stay flexible. Whether it's in the game or in waiting in line or in how events are running or in how your schedule is going, you always have to stay flexible. You can't be tied too much to your schedule. You have to have some flexibility in the way your team operates and the way the adjustments you might have to make. You have to remain flexible in how the events are going because events will overrun, events will start late, the stress will build up, and you just don't need that. Just have to relax, enjoy, remain flexible, be able to change on the fly. You might have this great plan. I had this great plan in mind. I ended up changing it two or three times throughout the weekend. But it's that flexibility, me remaining flexible, that made that weekend so great. So I always going to remind myself, just stay flexible. And number eight, and we've learned this year after year, arrive early for fan appreciation. It's one of the most wanted fan appreciation Events. They actually went to a bigger room. They wanted everybody in there. We got there maybe an hour early. We were at least an hour early. Started at 8.30. We got there at 7.30, and we were probably number 50 in line, maybe 60. And after we arrived, more and more people. They got us all in there. I will say you got to arrive early because fan appreciation is amazing. We They gave us a ticket. We filled it out. We dropped it in the bucket. And they were giving away prizes at the end. They did a little raffle, and you could choose Heroclix, Attack Wing, or Dice Masters, and we went with Heroclix. Uh, They also, once we sat down in there, they had us reach under our chair and pull out a ticket 
And if you and if you had it if you had a ticket under your chair, then you won something. My friend Mark had one under it. He even told me he said he chose the row we were sitting in. He said I almost walked to the end and let y'all sit there, but then he said Nah, y'all can walk over me. And so he took his ticket up there, and they gave him the unicorn Deadpool. Yeah, the $160 Unicorn Deadpool. He was stoked. Well, actually, he didn't realize what it was. I had to tell him what it was. And he's going to play me tonight online with that unicorn, and I'm going to beat its butt. That's what I'm going to do. Um, so, got to go to that fan appreciation. I mean, they give you some previews. They kind of go over some stuff. They have a little giveaway at the end. They do a little trivia. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's very good and you kind of see some of the whiz kids employees number nine don't be in such a hurry to buy the exclusives the line is crazy day one at 12 o'clock the line is crazy every day early however it dies down midday uh, every day after that it's it is manageable maybe 10 to 15 minutes i think if you're not in a big rush Wait until towards the end of Wednesday or mid after mid lunchtime of the second day Thursday, and you'll be able to walk right up, get your convention exclusives, and if you want to get them again, it won't take that long. It's it is patience. You just got to be patient when buying convention exclusives. Everybody's in a rush to go get them, and WizKids has them around for quite a while. We actually. My friend Mark didn't buy his PIM tank until, I want to say Sunday. And they still had them. And we walked right up and did it. No line, no fuss, no muss. So there it is. I wouldn't wait till the end. No, he, he did it Saturday. Sorry, Saturday. Wouldn't wait till Saturday. But I wouldn't be in such worse to be the first one in line. Unless you're like me and needed it for your team and you just want to make sure you got it before 2 o'clock. Um, number 10... Have a plan and have fun. Now, it's easy to get swept up and swept along and get kind of all off kilter, but just have a plan. What are you wanting to do? Go make those goals. Register for the things that you're just adamant you have to go do. And just have fun. Don't get so swept up in the emotion of it. It's a long weekend. It's a lot of fun. You're going to meet a lot of people. Sitting around pouting or being swept along is not going to help you any. And number 11... The convention goes better if you have a support system. I had my friends there, Charlotte, Mark, and my wife, Michelle. You know, they worried about me after getting beat up in the grinders. Is Shay okay? Is he going to be all right? And we'd go back and play games and just take my mind off of it. I was having an amazing time. People still don't believe it. I came and did. I, the results weren't there, but I was able to go and participate, play. I feel like I could compete, and I'm going to go for it again. Um, I know I, I shared it out there on my Facebook that video from Derek Stringer I'm going to blow your face off I love that I agree with a lot of stuff Derek Stringer says I love how he says that anybody if you're wanting to put in the time can be a world class player any figure can be meta you just got to go find a figure you like and go break it that's what meta is, is breaking figures. And I don't even know if I'm starting to like the term meta anymore. It's just maximum, maximizing. You know, go out and maximize that figure you love. Maximize it. Go play with it. The figure you love, you'll find combos for it. You'll find ways in which to play it. And it makes the game enjoyable. Ga- games enjoyable, you can play at a higher level. And anybody that wants to, anybody that wants to put in the time, wants to put in the effort, wants to go put the time in those tournaments, 
can play at a high level, can win a world championship. Those guys that are winning right now, those guys who are consistent, they go put in the time. They go put in the effort. They're at those major tournaments. Can you meet? Can you go do that too? Yes, if you're willing to. You just have to go put it in. And I, I found out that while I put in some, I didn't put in enough. And I'm going to do more. But my guess what? My Heroclix network has gotten a lot stronger this year, and it's growing, so I'm, I'm excited about it. So that's kind of a recap of what I learned, those lessons. Also, going over how the events went. Hopefully, you've enjoyed it. I wish I'd give you some more insight. I'd love to have some questions. If you want to send me some more questions or anything you want to ask about that weekend, I'd love to talk to you about it, let you know. Um, I want to double check. I'll double check right quick. Um, but anything. So I want to move on. We're going to not do the team. We're not going to do a team this week because of just the way this podcast is going. I want to kind of get it going for this. But we're just trying to get everything rolling. I want to move on to is some observations I made at the tournaments. Now, these are some things I wrote down. What am I seeing? What did I see? What, what are some trends I see? Number one, pin pocket tank. If you don't have one, you're going to see them. Maybe not at your local venue because it's going to be harder to come by, but as you get to major tournaments, if you want to go to major tournaments, you're going to see a pin pocket tank. Know it. Know how to deal with it. Know what it's going to do. Just be ready for it. I mean, I, no need to get mad at it. It's a maximum figure. Uh, WizKids have made it where it's, it's almost impossible to keep off teams. I mean, for eight points, it's doing two penetrating damage to a two-by-three square. I mean, that's just too much area effect damage. And it's only a minus one to your attack, and it has to be adjacent. There's so many ways you can get around that. I, 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 you have to learn how to deal with it. I found that splitting your team up is going to be the best. You can't, you can't huddle. That's why it's bad with the Doc Ock team. Doc Ock was a great delivery system, but technically my best delivery device was Samantha, Samantha Wilson. She started with the higher defense, the higher attack value. She could get her attack value up higher than Doc Ock. Doc Ock could only get to 13. She could, through some manipulation, get to a 14. So understand your delivery device. What's their delivery device going to be? Uh, you're probably going to need prob too because you want that attack to hit. So while Overdrive and Doc Ock were this great piece, and I had this whole set where they could work together, they had to work in a grouping. They had to be so close together that they were very much sitting target for the tank. Now, you want to look at an Overdrive, Samantha Wilson, or Captain America, what you want to call it, build with a tank and letting those two run together that's 105 that's 113 points and that leaves you with 187 points to put on another squad splitting your squad up and allowing them to roam a little freer decent cover where they cover each other but they're able to not get clustered meaning that that tank attack's only going to hurt one part of your team while the other part of your team is free to retaliate. So, know the tank's coming. There's just no way around it. Uh, we'll see how the new rules with Invincible kind of work with it. Uh, I'd have to look up, let me look up the tank right quick. The new rules Invincible means that Invincible can decrease penetrating damage. And if I look at the Pym Particle tank, and it says, and dealt two penetrating damage. 
So it says that when you place it, it deals two penetrating damage. However, Invincible under its new rules will say it can reduce penetrating damage. So by two, it can reduce damage by two and it can reduce penetrating damage. Wow, so Invincible. All of a sudden, Invincible. Invincible characters are gonna be immune to the tank. Other than it moving them, it's not gonna do anything to them. The way I read the rules, we'll see how they argue it. But according to the way it's written here and according to the way the new Invincible rules will work, Invincible is not going to work against this pin pocket tank. So we'll see how it's effective, but I don't see it going away. Be ready for it. Uh, your cheapest piece that's meta is Overdrive. He's the best taxi. It's not going to change with the new rules. Understand, Overdrive is a very cheap piece, easy to find, not a lot of money, but he can move your team all over the place. And when he's paired with the Chase Captain America, he's ridiculous how much space it can cover understand overdrive will be a vehicle of choice it'll be the taxi of choice taxi of champions uh Klaus is going to make a comeback WizKids is not going to stop making them ameridroid actually did a great show and i did not think ameridroid looked that good but its ability to when it hits whether whether its attack hits or misses it moves the figure six squares so it, it can break up formations it can put a figure into a kill box so Ameridroid, they're continuing to make uh, Colossals. You got Colossals coming out with Thor. You got Colossals coming out with uh, the Wonder Woman, the Skyscraper Wonder Woman. And guess what? They have Colossal Retaliation dials. So you're not going to get rid of Colossal. Colossal's going to be there. I think they're going to get a little bit more abusive. And, and I'm really looking at a way to get abusive with them. And, um, because I think as a point value they bring a lot to the table uh, goblin king at 75 points is a super support character and secondary attack piece for 75 points you're getting a piece that's only four clicks and that sounds terrible but can have any can't be outwitted has willpower can have any of the support powers and has decent attack values and damage just four damage and you can choose any attack or or speed so he's a very versatile. You can use him as support and jump him over to a secondary attacker. He can also be a target. So people are wasting a lot of actions to target your 75-point piece. And so they're spending a lot of effort to kill him. And since they spend a lot of effort on him, it allows the rest of the 225 points of your team to work on their team. So Goblin King at 75 points might have the advantage over Jakeem. Oh, he pretty much does. And with the new rules advent, his ability to ignore outwit just makes him even more super. Uh, here's the admittance. I, hats off to Howard Brock to realize the true meaning of that the resources now are on a decline, meaning that they're, they're very weaker. They're not as strong as they were before. And for him to get on the other side and just go ahead and do the part of building a team without resources to, to make it more effective. And hats off to him. Understand resources are weaker. I don't know if Whiskey is going to make him more resources. And if they don't, if they keep making them the way they were the last few, they're not going to make that big an impact. And it's time to look at other things like equipment. 
Uh, Haha Joker has a lot of versatility. Saw him used in many different ways, from a mastermind fodder to a Proteus long-live type piece to a Supreme Intelligence long-live type piece to a round table type piece that can spin the round table. So Haha Joker has its place in the meta, and he's actually very cost-effective, getting six clicks for every ten points you put on him. Is, is, is ridiculous. And his trade to Super Sense is making him so much harder to kill. This makes it a ridiculous piece. Um, one thing I did notice is that top players try not to bring the go-to meta. Top players try to bring something a little different. Whether or not their Jakeem Goblin King builds a little bit different than everybody else's and has a little unique twist to it, to changing up a almost good team like an overdrive team pj brolin did something different with it with faust and trying to do something a little different even aaron Cantu, who i got to see play a little bit brought a worm and the worm was using the round table to get cards in and that was that was kind of neat with a haha joker and some other things i forget but a unique way to to use a different piece to try to bring something different so that should give you more sense to go try something different to try what play what you love play something that you have fun with and just break it as derek said break it blow 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 your face off well blow your face off that's what he says um so those are my observations uh that's my guiding principles over this next little bit of hero clicks i'm trying to get my local group to get some more testing in so i can just start upping my game but also having fun with them now last thing we're gonna do is figure review uh I started looking at figures, and this is what I break it down as. Figures from 0 to 25 points, I really look as filler. Uh, A lot of times you run into a 25, 10, 15 points. What am I going to do with these points? Especially with resources going away or kind of getting very weak. How am I going to deal with this? So... I kind of look at 0 to 25 point figures as these feel they're very they do one little thing and it's not always useful um special specialty figures go 25 to 50 i'd put the shifting focus dr strang is one of the best 50 point pieces because of his versatility and being a specialist um 50 to 80 points is a secondary attacker and then you run into some questionable ones between 80 and 100, but 100 on is your primary attacker. So in this figure review, I'm going to look at a piece that actually falls into what I call a specialty. They do a special thing, and that will be 40 points. We're looking at Diana Prince, super rare, 40 points out of the new Elseworlds. Now, when looking at her, let me pull her up here. First thing I know is at 40 points, she's got five clicks. That's great. Eight points a click. So that's good. Starting values are eight on speed with stealth, 10 attack, 17 defense with combat reflexes, two damage with a special power. Her special power is she can use close combat expert and support. She also has a special, she keeps pretty much the same values for her first two clicks. Third clicks is an 8, 10, 16, 2. Same powers as always before. Click 4, she kind of changes up. She gets 7 charge with 11 attack, 16 defense, super senses with 1 damage. And then she gets a 7 
charge on her last click, 10 attack with a special power, 16 defense with super senses, and one damage. Now her special attack is Diana Prince can use Blaze Claw's fangs, give Diana Prince a close combat action to make a close attack targeting each opposing character within two squares and line of fire. So she can go in there and attack a bunch of people with Blaze Claw's fangs. Uh, also, she has a trait that says opposing character within four squares in line of fire can't use Outwit or Perplex. Sounds pretty good. Um, looking at this figure, it looks like it's trying to do some stuff. Point cost value per click doesn't look bad. She doesn't have a team affiliation. She has some decent keywords in Amazon, Detective, Justice League, and Scientist. She does not have flight. She's a walker. She does not have willpower. So looking at her, what does she do well? Well, she, she's an offensive piece that also can do support. She's going to have stealth. She's great up close. You're going to have to, if you're worried about her healing somebody, you're going to have to run up to her. You're going to have to base her, and then she can use her close combat expert. Or And she's going to have combat reflexes. She's going to be camped out in stealth. There's not a lot of stealth busting right now. So she looks like she's going to be good there. She's a, she's a support piece that can defend herself. Um she can be carried which i think is very good for these specialty pieces they either have to be a taxi or they have to be able to be carried and enhance your character now she's not doing any passive enhancement so at 40 points she does give you the ability if you run up there and she gets within four squares they can't use outwit or perplex but they have to be in line of fire so that means positioning is going to be key she's not going to work against stealth people um, her other thing is that she's just okay in her move. An eight move, seven moves okay. Her attack value is great. Defensive value, eh, just okay. She's outwittable. I, I just I just don't know. This figure I look at and I want to like it. I want to think that it's going to be very useful. I want to think, okay, it's got support and close combat experts. It's stale, combat reflexes, 40 points. Seems like it's going to be very effective. I just can't think of a way to use her. It's like she's got the good. She looks like she has the goods, but how do you use her on the team? Where's her biggest value on the team? Is she going to bring enough to that team? I think for 40 points... I don't know. Some of the shifting focuses are going to do better than her. Uh, they're going to bring a little bit more to the table. Or you could drop down in points and get a couple fillers. So I, I don't know that she brings that much. She's going to be. She's a great piece. She looks like she'll be fun. Meta-wise, I don't know. You, somebody can go out and break her. I can be totally wrong. I'm just not in love with this piece. I really don't understand where it's coming from. But... You know they've made it. It looks like it. It looks like you want it to have a place because cool sculpt tool with her and her, the the swords coming off of her wrists and all that. But I just don't know for a super rare. Uh, it's kind of going blah to me. I mean, it's not doing that much. Probably sitting the bottom of of my box. So, okay. So how would I? What would I say about her? I don't know. I think she has the good. Looks like good, good genes. It just doesn't pan out. Full of potential, just not putting it together. I don't know if it's in the dial design, why I don't like it, but it just needs something. Maybe a higher defense, maybe better movement, 
maybe a better special uh, trait. Maybe if she could do something else without wit. I, I don't know. I, I can't think of it. I can't, I'm not thinking that straight right now. I, I don't think at this time she's going to be a click that I want or would be able to use. All right. Now, that was my figure review. Uh, I do. I will say this. Elseworlds looks like a lot of fun. Op, cautiously optimistic. I have not seen a lot of, of sculpt reuse, but we did just get a preview of the new Flash, and there's two Flashes that have the exact same sculpt. Let's hope that's an anomaly. The figures I've seen have been amazingly sculpted. For the sculpt value, it, this set looks pretty good. We'll have to see how they actually go from a rendering, digital, to actual. But right now, really excited about it. Looks like there's going to be different characters. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Also, I want to let you all know, I'm putting something new out. It's called a mini pod. Now, what is a mini pod? Mini pod is a mini podcast I'm putting out on YouTube. Uh, why am I doing that? Well, I, sometimes there's some things I want to share, and I don't want to spend on a whole uh, kind of episode. So I'm doing this. It's my think tank. So it's where I'm coming up with new team ideas, coming up with new meta pieces, new combos. I'm going to throw it out there to you all. In this YouTube one, I'm just putting out the audio, but I really want comments. I want to hear feedback. really want to work on how we can make or how you're getting inspired by this think tank, some stuff that can inspire me. So really, that's what I'm putting out. We'll see how it goes. Let's see how well I do. To be honest, no episode on the think tank is going to be more than 10 minutes long. Sometimes I'm doing them as I'm driving. I'm recording them on my phone. It's just these thoughts I've had that I want to share with y'all, see what y'all think. So think tanks coming up. I've got the first episode already recorded. We'll be putting it out probably pretty soon after I put out this podcast. So be looking for that. Well, that's been about it. That's about all I've got to say. Next week, I'll go back to team building. We'll kind of follow the format again. I want to say a big shout-out to everybody I met at Origins. A lot of fun meeting y'all. Miguel, Mark, Matt, all those guys, uh, Jalen, everybody else, even people I forget to name. It's great seeing the uh, Symbio, getting to be able to talk to him. Great playing against everybody uh, with the Phoenix Nest, Acme, Rockheads, and the other team I can't remember, but – it's been it's been a lot of fun i would recommend origins to anybody and i really would recommend the team world championships but i've got to go it's been great talking with y'all i'll hopefully be getting this going a little bit more consistent probably next week two weeks gonna be right in there about 10 every 10 days i can do a podcast so been great talking y'all keep on doing your clicks and remember keep rolling double sixes and you'll never miss if you have any questions or want to email me, please contact me at lostinclicks at gmail.com or go to our webpage where it's called HeroClix Borderlands and you can private message me. Remember, I am Colossus TN on the... Uh, I, I am Colossus TN in HC Realms and please rate and review the podcast under iTunes. They love getting us more reviews. If you have any teams you'd like to share or ideas or questions, please email it and be free to just let me know about it. Y'all have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye.